Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. And they've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden here on our Wednesday on the Chuck and Julie Show. True Straight Up, brought to you by americacitizenpress.com and Denver Cinegenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Um, can't recommend them more highly. We've been having um, back and forth conversation. Chuck's got a, your annual physical coming up. And I mean, talk about boutique doctor work. It's just, mm. it's just amazing. American Citizen Press, too, just a great conservative website. Um, coming up at 530 at 5.30. At 3.30, we've got Dr. Brian June Depp on. Follow the science. He, he had a column in American Thinker talking about the fact that now, even though you may have thought you were supposed to take aspirin for hard things, no, not anymore. Too cheap. Too cheap. Too cheap. Pharmaceutical companies aren't making Big enough pharma money. needs to hike it up more. That's right. Um, and wanted to talk to him about that. But also, new this morning, the Biden administration is rolling out, even though the FDA has not approved it yet, plans to vaccinate kids five to 11. They can grow that thumb on their forehead too, well, just like you. And it's like, call me crazy, but shouldn't we have a process? Now, granted, this is assuming the FDA is not totally, FDA is not crooked and corrupt and all that, like the CDC. But theoretically, you would think let's have the FDA look at it and then say, this is stupid. Like they did the booster shot until Biden pounded them on the head. And now all of a sudden everyone has to get boosters. But a lot to talk about there. Michelle Malkin, by the way, um, has a great thread on Twitter, um, a, a sixth grade, the pictures are appalling, a sixth grader at a Colorado Springs high school, the school, um, middle school rather, they're forcing the kids if they take their mask down too often, they duct tape the mask to the kid's face. I mean, what kind of insanity are we talking here? And I, I, what planet would that not be considered child abuse? Well, I well, guess Colorado Springs. Colorado but Springs, yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. So we'll talk to Dr. June Depp about all of that. But, but in the meantime, in the we've meantime, lost one of our great giants, one of the incredible men of our century, the incredible, the unbelievable, the exemplar, Colin Powell. Now, we know he is a great man because... Brett Baer told us. Brett Baer told us. Maybe and Brett Hume chimed in. And Brett Hume chimed in. So Priscilla. Let's, let's, yeah, let's hear how great a, great a man he was. Okay, if we could play the Colin Powell soundbite, please, Thomas. Well, he was a giant whose influence spanned at least three administrations, uh, that of Ronald Reagan, that of George H.W. Bush, and that of George W. Bush. Uh, my first memories of him, Brett, were date back to 1989, early part of 1990, when the U.S. invaded Panama, a conflict many will not even remember, uh, to take down the corrupt uh, uh, criminal dictatorship of Manuel Noriega, who had, whose administration down there had declared war on the United States. Big mistake. Um, and Powell came to the White House to brief. This was at a time, Brad, it should be remembered, when skepticism about the utility of American military force was very much in vogue. And Powell's briefings were absolutely dazzling, convincing, authoritative, crisp, clear, very much like Powell, the man himself. Um, 
And it, it really served to put to rest, I think, the doubts that had begun to begin to grow. And, of course, he later was an architect, a major architect of the first Gulf War, as Jennifer described, which was a thunderous uh, military success. Yes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That, that, <laughs> that he helped plan the invasion of Panama. You know, that Woo! was in 89, and, and the name for that one was Just Cause. Or just cause, just cause the military <laughs> had nothing else to do. It's been a while since had to justify those massive budgets. Right. So just cause, and he was authoritative. You know, they they mm-hmm. took out the entire twelve people, uh, Panama uh, army. I mean, it was just a, a brilliant, brilliant effort. He, he was a shyster from the day uh, he, he he got into the military. He was a grade C student at CCNY in geology. Talking about Colin Powell for folks just joining us. And, and, and then he got, got into ROTC one. He, luckily, he got in at a time where affirmative action could start helping him out because they usually don't love grade C students uh, in, in the officer corps. But uh, went to Vietnam, stepped on a bungee stick. Uh, that was his bronze star for that action. And came back five years later whitewashed uh, Malai, uh, the killing of innocent civilian uh, villagers and children. He whitewashed that. that. That was one of his great accomplishments. His other great accomplishment was a helicopter crashed, and he got the general out of the helicopter after it crashed. Oh, Woo! that's important. Yeah, yeah. And so he got all kinds of awards, um, stars, everything for, for helping the general from the from the crashed helicopter what a act of bravery and toughness and everything else um they say you know when, they, when the, the idea of u.s military uh going in into foreign countries at low ebb well too bad it didn't stay in low ebb <laughs> uh, because colin powell helped bring about the the iraq war um with yeah, his, they didn't mention that no they weapons of mass destruction mind you uh, mass destruction he went to the u.n gave this tour de four all lies, all lies he should have known were lies. They all came from Amali Chabi, one person who they just recirculated four or five times. Christopher Steele helped with that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't doubt Colin Powell. So Colin Powell's, what did Colin Powell do his entire life other than grift? He was a grifter. Well, and he here was, then, Donald Trump, so Chuck, Chuck's a little harsher than Donald Trump, but you would no, think no. Donald Trump like declared him like Satan or something like this. So Donald Trump put out a statement while everyone else is reading, you know, all this glowing oh, uh, praise. Uh, praise and blah, blah, blah. Statement by Donald Trump. This is yesterday. Wonderful to see Colin, Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino of even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. Now you would think, I mean, you know, Donald Trump once again calls it like it is, and hear from Sandra, don't forget he supported Obama. And Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton. And and against John McCain, too. It's not like he was all against Trump. So here's a thing. Well, he became a Republican because he thought it would be advantageous in the army and then when it wasn't advantageous he became a democrat, a democrat. and they refer to him as a republican or a conservative oh, ever yeah, since 2008 he supported democrat presidents it's like that's not that's a democrat that's a democrat and yet you know the democrats trot him out as you know oh he's a reasonable conservative but they still went after him they said you know stained uh except for Janet, stain in iraq stain here stain there but not fox and all that here's a guy who who, who really couldn't 
If you want to trash a Republican, all you had to do had to go co and pal and hate trash him and you. Well, York yeah, and, you know. Well, and it goes to what you said. There is this, and you think he was a war hero as much as John Kerry was a war hero. These are frauds. He, he was known as the exemplary and sport uh, subordinate. He was just a brief carrier. He was a brief carrier, and the, and and they make his Vietnam record sound like he was out there in the fields, really fighting away. He was a joke. A joke. Well, and the reason, again, the left loves him is because he would call himself a conservative, even though he was voting for Obama, and they would try to out and they'd be like, oh, he's a reasonable conservative, kind of like Liz Cheney um, yeah, and, right. and John McCain, right? You know, John McCain trashes Donald Trump, helps come up with the whole Russia hoax dossier passing along to the FBI. And then people are like offended when Donald Trump is, tells, the it, tells the truth about it. There is, and we were talking about this, Ned Ryan had a great column of conservative Inc., where he talks about all of these organizations and Heritage Don, Institute, American Donald Enterprise Trump Institute, um, National the, Review, National Review, or oh, the corporate ones. So you give millions of dollars who are support, purportedly fighting the left uh, when in fact they're, they're enabling they're just lining the left. their pockets. And you have to wonder whether, and, and one of the articles was featured something from the Independence Institute, which probably on a local level is similar to Heritage. I mean, what are things heritage? What is Independence Institute fighting for this time? Nothing. The, the, the 119, you know. No, uh, they're kind of they're really fighting for very much at all this time around. Well, how about 120? How about the Leap Initiative? You know, they love marijuana taxes. Um, if they're all frauds. well, but it is, and, and again, these people are so out of step, I believe. And if you want to weigh in, go on the chat room or you can call in 888-627-6008. you think Colin Powell was not a worthless grifter, let us know. I'd love to hear it. 888-627-6008. Or go ahead and you can unmute yourself and comment too. Here will be from Charlene. Unfortunately, he took too many wrong paths. Men will honor him, but who needs the false praise of men? Screams of Iraqi children as USA devastated their homeland. Powell told the big lie that got the bag rolling. My motto is um, Solzhenitsyn is the a lie may come into the world and even flourish, but not through me. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know that's the thing with Donald Trump from the beginning. And guys, that's why they hate, and we know this, Donald Trump because he's like, oh, Paul's not a great guy. I mean, I'm sad he's dead. May he rest in peace. But that's 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 not this off. And he, he was a rhino, if even that. He's not some great conservative. And all the people who are praising him are part of this conservative ink, where they hope and they wish we could go back to the good old days where the unit party and Mitch McConnell ran things. Um, and but you have your chance if you want to go down to Dallas because there's going to be a gathering of, of grifters down there. They're going to have uh, Jeb Bush, uh, George W. Bush, uh, Boehner, Paul Ryan, Woo! Uh, and I'm not sure who else the other ones to, to raise money for that great conservative, that stalwart Republican Liz Cheney. Oh, yeah, get on down there. Have some fun. Well, have some fun. I don't think money is Liz Cheney's problem. You know, no. money is a gathering of grifters, LOL. Um, that, well, and again, it's just, it, there was another poll that came out as Biden continues to sink. Some 80% of Republicans think Trump should run again. And these, the, the conservative Inc. people who are the fake conservatives are just part of the deep state unit party. They're freaking out because it just might happen. And some Republicans are waking up to the election issues that need to be addressed. And if that happens, then they're, they're freaking out about that, too. It's just it there. The, that's why the Steele dossier thing came out. 
this was interesting. We talked about that the other day where George Stephanopoulos is just trying to resurrect the Steele dossier while doing a story saying this is all totally wrong. Right, but, right. but we're going to tell you everything you said, even though we know it's all a lie. It's been proven it's a lie. And by the way, that's end the story saying the biggest threat to national security is Donald Trump. Yeah, like, not, seriously? Not, not liars like Christopher Steele, the Department of Justice, the FBI. <laughs> the FBI, or even just General Milley, who couldn't get us out of Afghanistan without losing lives. Well, so we should have, uh, who, who said the sender? We should have Peter Boyles on. He would uh, <laughs> uh, uh, defend Powell and like him and slam anybody who supports I know. Trump. I, mean, like, I mean, well, you know, Peter these days he says, the I'm, here to make, I'm here to make Colorado purple again. Bring back the Republican Party. Really? But by, by mean, always citing um, Kyle Clark every morning, by always citing um, what's that grifter's name? Sals- Jason Salzman. I mean, yeah, that I am sure if the Republican Party had any vote, they say, no, Peter, that's okay. You don't, <laughs> really, you don't have to help us. If you could help the Democrats, go help the way, them. Yeah, help the Democrats. Yeah, go help the Democrats. Go help, the Democrats. The help, help Michael us. Bennett. Help Michael Bennett. Help well, Michael Bennett. again, Donald Trump woke everybody up. He fixed, I mean, look at the where the world was when Donald Trump, I mean, the economy, um, energy costs, you know, we got a thing, Excel Energy is saying, okay, they're going to increase. Um, Energy prices this winter, roughly 15% in Colorado. Oh, why not? oh exactly. Why not? why not? You know, well, Biden is begging them to reduce prices because that always works, right? When the president. Well, well Biden is now the new thing that Jan Saki, you have to lower your expectations. Right. That's the time. Not, 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 not disapprove of Biden, but just expect less because well, he'll deliver less. And here's the thing we don't believe it anymore because we had an administration like Donald Trump's. Remember when Barack Obama was telling us that too, right? It's like, you know, your kids are not going to do better than you. You just, America is not going to be great again. You just got to get used to it. And then Trump came along, make America great again. And lo and behold, it happened. Um, and, you know, the, and the peasants revolted and the peasants voted for him. And the peasants are now saying, hey, you know, no, I don't want to have like low supplies on the shelves because Biden has screwed up the economy so bad. I shouldn't have to expect that. And Jen Saki, I should expect and, higher gas prices. I and- should, what, what a, I filled up, I have a Subaru. <laughs> I feel it up the other day and this was with my king supercar discount fifty dollars fifty dollars i mean i haven't in my lifetime i haven't seen that it's like are you kidding me and biden's um efforts to to lower gas prices is to ask opec who, who gives him the middle finger and then he asks the gas producers and oil producers who he's shafting all the way to you know, just lower the prices. Come on, you can do it. You know, yeah, no, it, it's insanity. And I think that that's the thing. Americans realize, wait, we don't have to lower our expectations. What we have to do is raise our expectations of our political leaders and our political class. And the Uniparty thinks that we don't notice and they think that they can get out there and talk about what a great guy Colin Powell is. And really all that is, is those are just digs at Donald Trump, right? right? That's right, all right. it is, is to remind us that's why, that's why ABC and Hulu had a documentary out there talking about what a great guy Christopher Steele was and mm-hmm. how awful Donald mm-hmm. Trump was. Interestingly, one of the producers on that show tweeted that she's been working on the project, the documentary for three years. Now that's pretty interesting. So for three years, George Stephanopoulos has been working on a documentary to resurrect 
um, Christopher Steele to cast doubt again on what we already know is true, that that was a whole Clinton campaign operation. And once again, to raise Donald Trump as being the bad guy. I mean, it's it's insanity. Um, and, and it was going on for three years. So you got to think, I guess they knew sooner or later, some of the truth was going to start to come out. And all they got to do is just do their reports and ignore the truth. And, you know, pretty soon we'll all go back to believing that. Well, no, we won't. No, and it's it's good news from Virginia. Uh, the polls now show McAuliffe and Youngkin are tied, and you can always tell you're in offense or defense in politics. And clearly, McAuliffe is in on defense. Um, he he had to go on and say, "Oh, I love parents' involvement with children." You know, that, that was taken out of context. <laughs> I mean, and and then so Youngkin wrote Adam how many times he doubled and tripled down. And parents shouldn't be the ones who have any input on their school thing. I mean, that guy is running scared and the polls are starting to reflect it. What will happen? Who knows? Maybe they'll steal this one, too. But. Well, but again, the resistance grows. Let's go. Brandon, the hit TikTok song is um, still number one on the Apple iTunes download um, on the hip hop downloads. Number two total wide on TikTok. There's a new Let's Go Brandon dance challenge. I mean, that's just the resistance. You're seeing more. Southwest Airlines now says it won't fire um, employees who aren't vaccinated. Delta won't fire them. The In-N-Out store said, said, you know, we're not going to we'll close in San Francisco rather than enforce a vaccine mandate. Yeah, you've got, I've never gone to In-N-Out. I guess I'll go to it now. Yeah, I mean, you've got in um, Cumulus Radio, Dan Bongino said if they continue to enforce the vaccine mandate, um, then he will quit. A, a, a broadcaster down in Colorado Springs at KVOR, which is owned by Cumulus, quit. Rather than doing, you're seeing all of these people quit. And I think at a certain point, you know, the OSHA has had to say, okay, you know, we're working our guidelines, but one working, of our guidelines working. is that they don't don't have to report adverse reactions. No, yeah, that's okay. Adverse reactions are good. That's a positive sign. So you don't have to report good news. Right. Like, Meanwhile, though, the federal employees union forced the federal government to acknowledge that if there are adverse reactions, that they will be that they'll they can be compensated for it. Right. So you know they don't like that. Another report came out today that Pfizer has made some five billion dollars on its COVID contracts. All right. I mean, and, you know, so that's again, Dr. June Duck will talk about this that's why we can't have um that, that's why we can't have aspirin anymore because aspirin and ivermectin they're just free and they work well and we can't do it here's to sandra how about paying for groceries talk about overpricing because of the democrats and the biden administration you know it is same thing i mean that's a kind of thing and this is why there's some hope again election integrity aside we're going to put that in a little hole over here for right now and not a hole but up there uh, that's the kind of thing people notice every day right now maybe you don't notice that if you're Jen Saki and you do Uber Eats all the time um, or well, I have no idea what she eats but but if you're buying groceries once a week like the average middle class person if you're filling up your gas tank once a week or so like the average middle class person things are higher. Um, not only that, you can't get it, right? You want to get something for your kid for, for Christmas, that kind of thing. The, the, all the stores are saying, yeah, don't, you know, how about some of those, what are the, the little, some of the toys from before? You yeah, know, the yeah. How, how about, yeah, how about the Monopoly? Yeah, yeah forget video games, things yeah, like that. Yeah, the expensive stuff. I think it's looking great for Republicans nationally. Republicans locally, uh, not so much. They just came out with the registrations from the beginning of the year. Um, there were more people registering as libertarians, new libertarians, than they were Republicans. It was like 3,000 to 4,000. 
10 times as many Democrats and, of course, uh, tons of unaffiliated. I don't mean to say anything, but didn't you guys, you and Anil Mathai and Ben Nicholas and Peg Cage and Jimmy Mack, um, did, didn't you guys mention that? Well, well but, you but, were talking now, Republicans? but now, you know, we've got this commitment to Colorado where we we, we emphasize what's important to unaffiliates because that's what we do. You know, as we Republicans, we 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 do what unaffiliated want because that's what our party is, right? It says we, we, will, we will poll test what innocuous statements there are, claim those to be uh, our policy our, our policy, and watch them rush over to, to loving us. I mean, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Is, is, well, is it just, doesn't work. And then, and then we, have, we have Bob Gardner and Larry Liston and all these pathetic Republican legislator is coming on TV saying, be sure to vote for that tax on marijuana so we can give yeah. Democrats and their and their uh, masters 150 to half billion dollars more to dole out. On the other hand, we did find something where actually we agree with both Jared Polis and Bill Owens, former Governor Bill Owens. We had talked before a little bit about Proposition um, 120. That's the one that would reduce uh, property taxes for some Coloradans. And Bill Owens had actually explained it pretty well. I'll give him credit for that. In and the Denver Post today, there's been some confusion about it because what happened really is sort of shows what the Democrats are all about, right? Um, they do not want you, the citizen, to have anything, any say about anything. So it was a ballot initiative that was going to lower all property taxes for residential too. What the legislature did is they went in once the ballot language had been set right. and it was too late to change it. The Democrat controlled legislature went in and to make a long story short, changed some definitions and made it impossible then for this ballot initiative as it's worded right now, to lower residential property taxes, right? right? I and mean, fool Republicans into thinking that it's really the Republicans who are trying to fool you. I mean, the Democrats. But I, I will give Bill Owens credit for that. Well, and, it's and hard Jared to give Polis Bill. Too. Well, okay, so he's well, we he's, give him some. He's grifting on that, I'm sure, because he's. Well, he's probably he's, getting a he, Well, he's representing oh, some developers. He has not an honest bone in his body. Never has. Well, maybe has one or two no, honest bones. No. Well, uh, the last the pictures we have him. Of, of hawking around a, an event fundraising for Hancock was well. Just that's true. That's morally repugnant. That's true. And yeah, that's it's, true. It, you know, people like Bill Owens, people like Bob Gardner, and some of the other Republicans. It really makes you feel so grateful for the few, the Ron Hanks, the Dave Williams, the Patrick Nevels, and they'll soon be gone sooner now. No, they won't. Chuck, you're going dark. Chuck's going dark. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to not let Chuck go dark. You got dark, too dark last time when you're like, human condition is misery. We're all miserable. We're like, Chuck, Chuck, we need to give him some wine after the show. No, I'm, 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 I'm doing the happy, happy stuff. Yeah, happy stuff. But well, let me, before we get, because I want to switch and talk. Briefly. I am. I'm, I'm the ones always saying, let's have some more happy you stuff on the show. Before I want to talk about kids and vaccines for a second but why is it do you think that i mean i think i know why but i want to get your opinion on this or anybody else wants to chime in too why is it that you get the grifters um the republican grifters the republican media the corporate republican media who always go ahead and say john mccain a saint colin paul a saint why do they do that because by and large, the media is controlled by the left or almost totally controlled by the left. And they view any Republican, like, hey, who's, who's your favorite Democrat? Well, Joe Manchin. We love Joe Manchin. Mm -hmm. um, and so they love, and there are always tons of turncoats yes. anytime you turn around. 
um, and the money is is in it uh, for the for the grifters. Um, and so the average every once in a while you'll have a peasants revolt, but they're pretty rare. You know, Tea Party in in twenty ten, uh, Donald Trump twenty sixteen, uh, but most of the time it's the money boys. I mean, just. Just look at all these Republicans going on yeah. television saying we need a new, new taxes to pay for democratic programs. Well, um, well, yeah, it, it, well, exactly. And it all, again, goes to their their specific things. Although there well, was- it, it, they got, they, it, here's the Republican Party today in, in Colorado, more or less, just they, they're happy to take table straps. You know, the Democrat, they want to feel like they're on top. So they'll be all going to the party. They'll have the candy man there. Um, is that, and here's Sandra. Wasn't Owens also invited to Ken Salazar's home? I can't recall who that was for. I don't know about that, Sandra, but I, we saw the same thing. We saw there were, there were pictures of Bill Owens helping Michael Hancock campaign. Um, he no was campaign raised money. Raised money. Yeah, he was he's at fundraisers. Ken Salazar yep. was there in those pictures too. So, I, and again, even if you that's even take it out of Democrats. I mean, he's destroyed Denver. Look what Michael Hancock has single handedly done to Denver. Well, not single handedly. He's had help, but look what he's done to denver it's you know why if you're bill owens just stay neutral you know why would you even want because to jump on that he represents developers another one he's made a lot of right. money recently and and he thinks you know but, but if any republican thinks he stands for anything <laughs> well it goes back to the ned ryan the conservative inc yeah. there is this whole corporate conglomerate right. of rich donors right. who actually do not have interests that are like our interests they're more like the interests of the mark zuckerbergs the jeff bezos right it, they're all in this uniparty and so they want to pretend to be conservative and thinking they can fool us into voting for whoever they want to get up there well, they just don't want you to have a choice that, right. that's that's what Eli Bremer's special was making sure that nobody else could run against Sonny Liston was a real, not Sonny Liston, um, Larry Liston, um, who was, who was actually a, a real conservative. Um, and he got away with it because the Colorado courts let him get away with it. And, and uh, now he's on to bigger and better things. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's really, it, if you look down the list of people supporting the marijuana tax. It's 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 it's. Uh, What's well, a marijuana tax that would set up essentially a, a bureaucratic board to funnel your more ta- yeah tax dollars controlled by Democrats, Democrat by Democrats, cottage groups. But yes, they'd, they'd, they'd siphon off ten percent to to disgusting. Uh, rhino Republican. Well, and let's go back. Let me briefly talk about this, and because I want to, we'll talk about this more on Friday. But I mean, I was reading this tweet by Michelle Malk in a Twitter thread where sixth grader showed her mom pictures taken of her at school. She was at a middle school, Chinook Trails Middle School in Colorado Springs, and you know, we have a fifth grader. Okay. You watch those kids, the mask, all they do is fidget with them all day long, right? All they do is fidget with them. And Apparently she was fidgeting with it too much. So the teacher warned her. And then the next time she messed with her mask, they there's pictures. She has duct tape. I mean, it's duct tape, the thick, heavy duct tape strapped across her face like That's that, really tapping her mask on. And there, and the, so the mom, as you can imagine, hit the roof um, and talked to the teacher. And the mom was in the, the video, and we'll try to get this off for Friday, but the video or the audio of the mom having the conversation with the school is, is astonishing. I mean, if I'd been that mom, she was she deserves some kind of credit for being so calm. And she's like, so now what happened? And then you did what? And she's like, so duct tape the mask to the kid's face that's 
your policy and they're like, well, we're looking into that. If that is true, I mean, it's happened apparently at other schools too, right? Once you start reading the Twitter thread, you can see people saying They're it happened in our time. For you. Oh, I mean, what is the insanity there? Now, in the meantime, however, you can have a boy wearing a skirt go into a girl's bathroom, sexually assault and sodomize a little girl, and that's okay. That, well, yeah, there's yeah, no problem that. there. Yeah, yeah there's I no that. problem there. But if you fidget with your mask, we're going to duct tape it to your face. <laughs> I mean, that's insanity. Talking about insanity, somebody to help us raise our, make our way through this. We've got with us Dr. Brian Dundep. Um, he had you had once again a great column in American Thinker um, saying that the, that the science now says we can't take aspirin and all the kinds science. of other things. We must <laughs> listen to the science, whatever the science interpreted as by. And you're a, so you're sort of a scientist. I'm assuming to get a medical degree, you must have had some sort of science. Must have classes. taken early chemistry or something. <laughs> no, it's just it's it's just a weekend course. <laughs> okay okay so let me ask you that first but then i do want to get into this whole vaccine thing i have what? to compliment chuck on his shirt first i think we match yeah oh you yeah, do excellent. good excellent. job Very all good. i can say is great minds think alike well i know i exactly. grew my beard yeah, beyond that leading the blind in the closet in the morning <laughs> you mean that wasn't your media consultant who picked that out for you your your <laughs> pr yeah friend? i got out uh, yeah I, I used to have al gore's media consultant that said earth tones remember that <laughs> oh that's right yeah not earth tones on tv did him a lot of good so what's the deal with um we're supposed to be following the science um and, and i guess the science mistakenly for for decades and decades was was used to like about, aspirin but now we hate aspirin huh well aspirin has been around for forever really uh it yeah. started as willow bark which is natural acetosilic acid and that's ancient times thousands of years ago and aspirin is on um, one of the who's essential drugs it has anti-inflammatory effects uh brings down a fever and more importantly, anti-blood clotting. And there was a big study from Harvard, a physician's health study back in the 80s, I guess it started. And they found that aspirin reduces the chance of heart attack. And since then, people have been taking aspirin prophylactically, particularly as you get older, you have a history of cardiac disease, family history. Uh, it, it makes sense. And it's, it's common therapy. Um, and lo and behold, it has effects on COVID. Oh. It's, not, it's not, you know, a fluke. Um, COVID is probably a microvascular disease. As I outlined in the article, there's a uh, very compelling thought that this is more uh, a clotting disease. Okay. So the typical course of COVID, somebody catches it wherever they catch it, in the grocery store, at work, whatever, and they have their respiratory symptoms. Most will get over it and they'll have a bad cold or the flu and or no symptoms at all. But some it gets worse and there's an inflammatory cascade and that leads to inflammation and blood clotting. And that's what gets people to the hospital. And by the time they're in the hospital, COVID's probably long gone from their system other than some remnants. You know, they may test positive, but they're dealing now with the inflammatory and the, the clotting effects and blood clots in the lungs, and that affects how you perfuse you you right. respiration is blood traveling through the lungs to get oxygenated and if the blood vessels are clotted you're not going to oxygenate well and that's that's where people get hypoxic and um 
put on ventilators, probably mistakenly, because that's not the, you know, they, they, they can breathe. It's, it's the oxygen exchange in the blood and the ventilator's not going to help that per se. Well, but, but uh, what is so that? there's, what? you know, new thinking about that. And aspirin logically can play a role. If it thins the blood, then you don't form those clots. Yeah, but, but you're clearly not listening to the, the science. science. That's right. What, what That's about- true. <laughs> what about the science? I mean, and, and plus the other thing that you failed to point out here, Dr. Jundup, this aspirin is, is cheap and most people have easy access to it. Well, that's that's one of the problems with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, the, the science is um, clear on this. There's there's studies and, and they, they show a lower risk of getting sick with it, getting hospitalized and dying. So it's no, 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 it's no. not just... A you therapeutic, it can act as a preventative. You don't appear to understand. There is the science. <laughs> and, and the science uh, says it's terrible for you. And the science. And don't ever take aspirin says, again. Uh, so- There's a difference between science and the science. <laughs> the science is if you get sick, you go home and hope for the best. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's kind of, that's, it's, it's unfortunate that here we are a year and a half plus into this. And early outpatient therapy is, you know, go home, self-quarantine, wear a mask, fluids, um, that's it. And, yeah. and now reluctantly, they're talking about, yeah, you can take some zinc and vitamin C and D and, and whatnot. But where, where are the early therapeutics? Right. The, the, the science is wait till you get so sick that you can't breathe and you're passing out and, and then go to the hospital. Then we'll admit you and send you to the ICU where you have a 40 or 50% mortality. That, right. That's not, I don't think the best way to treat this and other countries have adopted it. India, Japan, others are doing early outpatient therapy with some of the therapeutics we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, right. You know. Not even not allowed to talk about, you will be banned, right? You will be labeled as a terrorist. And it's like Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort. It's he right. who shall not be named. So well, let me play this too, because one drugs of the that shall not be named. Exactly. And it's in in the meantime, though, I I was saying earlier, I think typically the FDA does its investigations and then they recommend stuff. But under the Biden administration, we do it backwards. The Biden administration recommends stuff and then they make the FDA. I want to play for you a soundbite. This morning, the uh, Biden administration rolled out their plans to start vaccinating kids five to 11, even though the FDA hasn't approved it yet. And the the CDC then says, oh, by the way, you still have to keep wearing masks. So, Thomas, if we could play (laughs) the kids vaccine soundbite real quick please we'll make it convenient and easy for parents and kids by bringing vaccines to pediatricians offices schools rural health clinics pharmacies and children's hospitals and we'll work as dr murphy said with trusted messengers for parents and kids to answer their questions so we expect more and more kids to get vaccinated across time dr walensky on schools yeah, maybe just picking up on that, you know, after we have authorization from FDA and recommendations from CDC, we will be working to scale up pediatric vaccination. That said, it will take some time. And as I just noted, as we head into these winter months, we know we cannot be complacent. We also know that um, from previous data that, that that schools that have had masks in place were three and a half times less likely to have school outbreaks requiring school closure. So right now we are going to continue to... Um, 
um, recommend masks in all schools for all um, people in those schools. And we will look forward to scaling up pediatric vaccination during this period of time. Yay. Yay. Scaling up pediatric vaccine. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go for it. I mean, well, I, my kids are all grown, but if, if they were going to be vaccinated, I'd want to know long-term safety data, not, you know, take the vaccine and look at things two months later and yeah, they're okay. Uh, treating kids, I mean, kids are different than adults. They're not miniature people. Everything is different. That's why you have pediatricians as opposed to internists at adults. And all the subspecialties in pediatrics are specially trained. You have pediatric cardiologists, pediatric infectious disease, respiratory surgeons, et cetera, because these are not just little people. And you can't extrapolate if you're going to give a vaccine to an adult. And yeah, we should start doing it on kids. You have to have very good research and, and I think personally long-term study data. I'd want that if it was my kids getting vaccinated. Well, we have a 10-year-old. I mean, and I tell you what, my reaction is not just no, it's hell no. You know, hell no, I'm not going to like draw the reasons. And then that's But, but, but I like, uh, did you catch the part where they'd have, uh, in order to ask any questions, they'd have trusted, trusted. messengers. <laughs> Trusted messengers. Like Dr. Fauci, who said masks are worthless until, right, right. Well, until they weren't. And then he said two masks and then one. And then he said the lab didn't or the virus didn't come from the Wuhan right. lab. And then maybe it did. And, you know, these are the trusted people that rather than say we don't know, they've been very dogmatic with every one of their assertions until never mind something else. Well, and I think and maybe I'm wrong, but. I have covered, you know, flu seasons where children die. I think in a typical flu, a lot of times little kids are susceptible and, and can and do die. And I suspect that more children have died from like what we would consider to be a typical flu than from COVID. And in the, but you don't assuming, require- Assuming COVID is not a- Well, uh, all right, all right. We'll go with Michael Chow on that too. <laughs> but I mean, the COVID risks to children are so small. Um, and yet we've seen, and they talk about risks that from at least some of the kids who've had the vaccine, particularly with the heart issues, like you said, the whole clotting thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, it's like insanity. Well, I keep saying that word today, but- Well, yes, uh, the, kids, the kids that have had COVID, it's very rare- uh, to die from it. And when they looked at that, all the kids that did die had some underlying condition. Right. You know, they might have had uh, type 1 diabetes or leukemia or some type of immunocompromise that makes them more susceptible. Um, not young, healthy kids, they're not dying. Flu is different. The influenza, yes, it does kill kids. Respiratory syncytial virus, which is common in kids, does kill kids. Uh, so those are all different viruses and you can't lump everything together. And well, here they are saying kids have to be vaccinated, but they're still going to wear masks. Well, either the masks work or the vaccines work. And if they both work one or the other, why, why are we, you know. Well, and, and in the meantime, you know, there's, a, I think, increasing evidence that the vaccines um, are increasingly less effective as time goes by. That's why we need boosters. And we don't know very much about that. And I mean, I mean to me, it's just, uh, and my Well, they seem to is, have an incredibly short shelf life. I mean, I mean, most vaccines and you get them for shingles and everything else last, you know, half a decade or so. Other ones last periods of time. This doesn't even last six months anymore. I mean, this is a well, very short, if 
if it ever well, it, helped at all. The vaccine is also was created against the original Wuhan coronavirus, the original right. alpha variant or whatever the correct terminology is. But that's my understanding is that that's pretty much gone. Now we're right. dealing with mutations and variations. Do the vaccines work? I mean, the clinical trials were done a year ago, more than a year ago, against a different variant that we're dealing with now. So vaccinating against that. Yeah, I got my flu shot uh, last week. I need it for my work. But my flu shot was against what they think the strain of flu is going to be this year, as best they can tell. It wasn't against the strain from three years ago. <laughs> that, that would be, why, why would I do that? Right. Well, and this from Dr. Donna, I think this is a point too, when they talk about kids with COVID, I'm not sure. She says how much of RSV is getting called COVID. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. What do you think? Well, sure. It's, It's how sensitive is the test? This is a PCR test. It's very sensitive and they crank up the, uh, amplification cycles on it. And if a kid has a few viral fragments in their nasopharynx and they get swabbed, they'll come back with a positive test. That doesn't mean they have it. That doesn't mean they're infected with it or contagious or anything. Uh, It's like finding a few hairs in the room and, you know, you've solved the crime. Right. right, It's really, it's too sensitive a test for mass screening. PCR test wasn't designed to just screen the population. Could you put up that that, uh, screen a second that that had Dr. Fauci and Walensky and everybody else for a second. Just put it up for a second. I, I want to see all the people in there. Oh, I, he the can't picture. do that. That doesn't work that way. He's talking to Thomas, our producer. It's uh, a it's a video. It won't. It, well, it, he can't anyway, put it up without it playing. Yeah. Well, is Doctor Vivek Mur- Murthy or he's the Surgeon General? Yeah. Oh, he says Fauci he was there, and uh, Rochelle Walensky, who's the CDC director, is the three I remember. And- okay. Okay. Thomas says I'm wrong. What a cool. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he says he can put the video up again. It doesn't need to be playing. Okay. Go ahead and do that, Thomas. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, look at how many of those people do you have? These are any- our trusted messengers, Chuck. Any of those people, how much on a scale of one would you trust any of them to tell you the truth? <laughs> And I can tell you, as far as I'm concerned, none of them, none of them. They're all cons. They're all crooks. They're, they're, they're all just political actors on a stage trying to, trying to destroy our country. I mean, they're criminals. That should be a wanted poster. Oh, we, should, we should take it to the post office and put it up. Okay, thanks, Thomas. You could bring it down. Or you well, could ask the question that's always on the internet. What do you trust more, those three or gas station sushi? <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, then. Well, what do you think, what are your thoughts? I mean, because you have a pretty good pulse on things and, you know, you do a lot of great columns in American Thinker. Um, in terms of how do you, well, do you think it would go over forcing parents to get kids vaccinated? I have a feeling that kind of like critical race theory, that that where parents might be willing to get themselves vaccinated, they're not going to get their five-year-old vaccinated. I, I think I think a lot of parents will be very reluctant. It, it's, it's uh, you know, the unknown. And what if we find out in a year or five years or 10 years that they're, you know, higher risk of who knows what? Well, we just suppress uh, that news. We just well, pretend well, yeah, it's yeah. it, Biden's, Biden's laptop. laptop. I mean, it'll, just it'll suppress it blamed on, you know, the latest strain of, of virus, but those are legitimate concerns. Um, 
So I, I think there will be a lot of pushback. What I, I think efforts would be better spent on finding a way to check these kids for immunity. I mean, if they, right. they've had previous infection, if they have antibodies, natural immunity is great. And, and studies bear that out, but nobody wants to talk about that. And, and kids are very prone to catching this. They have a few sniffles, they get over it, but they have immunity. Right. And then, you know, vaccine on top of it is it? we don't know. The clinical trials were all done on those that had not had COVID. Right. Well, and I, you know, like, so I, I consider myself an experiment. I've had COVID and I've had the vaccine. So I have both. Oh, if you and, tipped and, over and right I, now. And I don't, you know, is, is that necessary? I mean, again, I, I need it to, for my profession. I can't work without being vaccinated, but there is no consideration of natural immunity. Well, and I think my well, natural immunity doesn't make big farmer one buck. It right. makes them nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, when I was a kid, we had chicken pox parties. There's a kid in the neighborhood right. of chicken pox, and it's, you know, they come over and everybody, you know, hugs this kid all day long. So everybody gets chicken pox, they get over it, and right. and they're they're done. They've got right. immunity. Well, we had, and, and Peter Boyles has been making a big deal about this. Dennis Prager said he did that, basically. Um, that that he wanted to get COVID and did get COVID because he wanted to develop natural immunity. Um, and you'd think, and, and you'd think, well, you'd think he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd, you know, his bigger advert, biggest advertiser did the same thing. And, <laughs> and you really wonder uh, whether he's informed his biggest advertiser that that he's condemning him. Um, oh, Peter, you're talking. I mean, yeah. it's but but I mean, we had Dr. But, Julie McAllen said that was her thing too. She said well, I would rather much, okay, much rather get you know natural immunity because we know natural immunity works, right? Well, and natural so- immunity works against many parts of the virus. There's the envelope protein and spike protein and nucleocapsid and blah blah. And you get immunity to all of that. So if the spike protein mutates, your your vaccine may not provide very effective prevention at that point. Whereas if you have natural immunity, you have the, the analogy I used in one of my articles. It's like you ha- you have a house with uh, four doors in it, and you only lock one of them. Well, that's great if the burglar wants to come in <laughs> through that door. But if they come in through any of the other three, like walk right in. Natural immunity locks all of those doors. So it's a difference. You know, to, to whatever Dennis Prager's reasoning, I mean, he's older. I don't know his health. So that's a roll of the dice, you know, because he right. could have gotten that COVID really and gotten sick. very sick and not made it. But again, it's, it's my body, my choice. If that's what he wants to do, uh, you know, people smoke two packs of cigarettes a day for 40 years, too. Right. And that usually doesn't lead to good health or, uh, you know, pleasant elderly uh, years. What about what is going on, do you think? And and how difficult is it now to be in the medical community? I, I mean, well, just to trust the medical community. I mean, I mean, for example, if 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 I got and I already had um, COVID, but if I if I if I had a Delta variant, because maybe it's a variant, just like the flu can be different. I'd be incredibly hesitant to go to the emergency room. I'd want to. I'd want to consult my own doctors. I'd want to get ivermectin. I'd want to do other things. Going to the hospital. Uh, I know a guy just sued down in Florida because they would not give his wife ivermectin. And the court went, "No, they they get to do whatever they want." 
So, so you have a lot of people. I, I'd never thought before that that going to an emergency ward or something would be deleterious to my health. <laughs> um, and now I do. Now I, I don't believe. I don't believe anybody about anything. Yeah. Uh, Doctor June does <laughs> uh, But but I don't believe anybody anymore. I mean I mean you know I, and, and it's true because I've you know I've had a lot of surgeries for replacement because of rugby and football and and all that. And I've, you know, I've found out with the help of Julie and other people, you better have your own, your own, your advocate. own advocate there because they, they are unbelievably good in some cases and unbelievably bad in other cases. Um, and you cannot trust them. You can't trust them. Um, and I doubt if I'm the only one who feels that way. On general principles, it's better to stay out of the hospital. Yeah. If you if you don't have to be there. So the, the idea of early COVID, you have respiratory symptoms, stay out of the hospital. Sure, that, that makes more sense. Hospitals have lots of germs floating around and it's 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 better to not be there given the choice. But if you have early COVID, don't just, you know, go home and take uh, you know, NyQuil and hope for the best. You you want to treat it. You want to have some therapeutics if you but depending on your you know, doctor, with the flu, they had they had Tamiflu that that's prescription. But yeah, there's there's compelling evidence that hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, quercetin, these things can have benefit. Are they cures? No, there's there's no cure, but they they mitigate it and they may reduce the chance of you getting really sick. And but, the down and you weigh it's a risk benefit equation. What but, are the risks of these medicines? What are the benefits? And if the benefits outweigh the risks. It's not unreasonable. We make those decisions all the time in medicine. Well, except, but it depends except, on your doctor's it, politics entering into things. Yeah, too. I mean, except becomes- I didn't expect before uh, that, and I do expect it now that any sort of of symptom, anything, you know, I'm I'm on the Google. And I'm going to find about as much as I can. We well, can't can even I, find out there because they're they're well. They're in some cases, again, well, you can go on on a dark web, um, <laughs> and instead of instead of trusting, you really get in trouble. Yeah, I don't want to. I, 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 I didn't know Chuck was getting on the dark web because that could really be. If we have an FBI, oh, it's a dark right? web. Is the dark web somehow illegal? It's no. not illegal web. It's just not Google approved. It's not nothing dark about it except they call it the dark web. Use DuckDuckGo. It's a good search engine. Yes, there you go. A little bit less. Uh, though for doctors like i said which is called the dark web duck duck go is considered dark web that's true (laughs) your show is considered dark radio by that rambling around the dark web god knows what could happen there we're going to get like all kinds of like bitcoins whatever that is delivered by amazon to our house or something but at any rate about the my my question though was with the politics of it because like you said all those things you said were reasonable the, the problem I think that people have now is depending on the politics of your doctor or the organization your doctor's working with or your with, state and the medical state, association I mean you're going to get advice that's based not just on the best, science or but somebody's on politics best, yeah on politics afraid to to prescribe ivermectin afraid of being charges brought against you. Well, there, there's a lot of institutional guidelines, and most of the people on the front lines treating COVID, they're employed by a hospital or health system. Yep. Um, you know, the days of your family doctor on the street corner, 
um, there, there are not many left. So primary care specialties, uh, emergency medicine, intensivists, pulmonologists, most are employed by a hospital or health system, and they have guidelines. And you follow the guidelines, or guess what? You know, you work at McDonald's, you have guidelines of how to make the burger. You can't go rogue on that. You won't last. <laughs> and it's the same thing in, in, in the medical world. And it's, uh, you know, independent thinking. Yeah, it's encouraged. That's how we innovate. You think outside the box. If we didn't, then we'd be 50 years ago. But novel surgeries and medicines, this is all kind of outside the box thinking. That's, that's how you advance the field. You have a hypothesis. You test it. You do more testing, you look at safety, efficacy. That, that's how we advance the field. But to just shut something down because Dr. Fauci or Dr. Walensky or somebody else says no, uh, that's not good. No. Well, I never thought to ask what, what, what the uh, party registration of any physician <laughs> I was going to. It never occurred to me. It does occur to me today. It does occur to me today. Well, listen, we're, we're running out of time. Thank you. Do you. Are you working on anything else? American Thinker is where people can find you or where, where any place else. Yeah, I'm usually writing you. there. Uh, I'll have something in Rasmussen reports probably later in the week on uh, Biden's tanking poll numbers. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, Rasmussen has him not doing so well. And actually, well, all and, the polls and are, he's underwater. Yeah, yeah. And, and Seltzer had similar results. Um, and and uh, not looking good. She is to me anyway, and including almost anybody else, a gold standard. She's A plus even by five thirty eight, and she has them down to thirty seven percent. Quinnipiac has that the same, uh, at least for all voters. Um, no, it's not. It's not getting better. We've got supply chain issues. We've got inflation. Uh, we've got these mandates and 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 workers quitting. You've you've got so many employees that are quitting rather than. Yeah be forced to take a vaccine and uh that that affects so many areas you know police look at chicago and, and their right. police their their crime is out of control there now and if you lose 10 or 20 percent of the police force yeah you know, it's going to be like a dystopian movie there <laughs> it has right. it's going to be hunger games you know you you Go out for a pizza and you may not make it back. That's right. Hey, thank you for your time. Thank you for <laughs> your insight. People are saying in the comment section that's the best explanation, by the way, of COVID that they've heard. So thank you for that. And we'll see well, you next time. Thanks, guys. That'll see work. you on the dark web. See you on the hey, dark let me web. know yeah. next time I'm on. We got to make sure our shirts match. That's the way <laughs> to do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hey, that will do it for us. Bye, guys. Thank everybody for listening on Zoom. You can get all of the podcasts at chuckandjulie.com. Friday, we're going to have Mark Poff on talking about nationalization of police. Uh, that's becoming kind of a bigger thing, and that's something we need to be worried about. And we're going to look at the Douglas County School Board as well. Meantime, though, we will see you on Party Friday. Bye-bye. BBS.